Hello, it's a me, Brian. In this year's Christmas one shot, we're playing Morkborg. And if you know anything about Morkborg, it's probably that one, I don't know how to pronounce it, and two, it means that our characters are squishy and likely to die a lot. That's what we figured going in, anyway. So backup characters were created in advance, and we also got an online character generator ready in case we needed it. In this episode, it's me GMing, and my players are Tim. And he's just staring at the fire, like as it's burning on this torch. And our guest, Chris, AKA Critically Accursed. Can't talk, gotta go. <laughs> and our other guest, Adam Gumbert. Besides being dirty, is there anything weird with you? So let's get started, shall we? Merry Krampus? was, I would say, the night before harvest, and all through the fields the crops were already dying, a very poor yield. The world is going to hell, and at this point I, I don't even care, as long as there's enough ale to go around, so Everyone gets their fair share. Some of the children died in their beds. I've been feeling feverish myself lately. Unless it's all in my head. And then, uh, perhaps a month ago, I heard a clatter. I sprang from my bed. My window was painted red, where blood had been spattered. There was an eruption of light. I was nearly blinded by the flash. The window shattered. I felt blood on my face from a gash. Something dark had come to our town at the first fall of snow. Most of us fled to the country, staying at an old farmhouse in the cellar below. Havoc beset our town when this dark entity appeared. We're safe for now, but I count the days until he finds out we're here.
this was kind of your little hometown, but it's been overrun. And this shit just started happening in the last month. And so basically, you guys start out south in this ramshackle kind of abandoned old farmhouse that's basically been turned into a dilapidated sort of tavern. And so everybody's holding up together. And like half the guys in here are shit-faced drunk because the world has been bad anyway. And it's cold and weird things have been happening and a lot of their family members are probably dead. And so nobody's in a good mood. So Giuseppe immediately walks over to uh, Akrod and uh, hands him a card. And it it reads, My name is Giuseppe Stromboli. I like fire and violence. And Giuseppe looks at him and he's got these like enormous teeth. They look like shark's teeth almost. And they don't seem to like fit in his mouth. And he's grinning. (laughs) Fire. Ah, yes. Uh, hello there, boy. You, uh, remind me of my grandson. He's also an imbecile. Uh, nice to meet you. <laughs> far. Yes, far indeed. And I look around. Who else is here? <laughs> this fucking weirdo. <laughs> Did you just stroll in out of nowhere? Just waltzed right through the door, Tim? Uh, Giuseppe? Yep. All eyes are on you. And, uh... Actually, there's a couple swords or hands on hilts because there's already been enough weird shit going on. So to have a stranger walk into the door and start talking to Ackroyd is like... So they're letting you handle it for uh, the time being, but there's burly guy that you all know as uh, Cornflower. Oh, Giuseppe is massive as well. Like, he is a, a very big boy uh, with, like I said, uh, shark fangs. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's going to approach you. I think uh, he's he, this guy's rotund, but I think he's going to look up to you and he'll say, Evening, stranger. <laughs> you lost? <laughs> he kind of nods to some of the guys uh, across the bar. To kind of like towards the front door and they immediately get up and start walking over to peer outside to see if this dude's alone or if he brought people with him and he says you got anyone with you or are you uh, just wandering about <laughs> he'll hand him the card and it reads my name is Giuseppe Stromboli I like fire and violence <laughs> I think he's a simpleton, boss. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, Ackroyd. Why don't you get our friend here a drink? Ah, uh, yeah, sure. Let me get behind the bar. I don't work here, but I'll go ahead and do it myself. <laughs> I go around behind the bar and just <laughs> fucking whatever swill I can find back there, I'll start pouring it in a, in a cup. Cornflower kind of smiles and he says, nobody works in this bloody place. And he gestures to one of the chairs for uh, Giuseppe to sit down. He'll gladly walk over and take a seat. Yeah, so <laughs> Ackroyd, as you're um, pillaging the behind the bar area, 
you might open like a cabinet or something, and there will be a scrawny eleven-year-old boy <laughs> with very <laughs> dirty hair, dressed in absolute rags, face caked in mud, and <laughs> like old scabs and just gross stuff. Um, and he's holding like half a small bottle of whiskey. <laughs> what the um, and he just like looks at you and like looks behind you and says don't tell anyone and goes to close the cabinet door uh Aykroyd will by the way I haven't described what he looks like he looks like Dan Aykroyd from Scrooge <laughs> uh he opens <laughs> is he in Scrooge whatever that Christmas movie's in Dan Aykroyd is only in Christmas with the cranks that I can think of <laughs> there's a Christmas movie Dan Aykroyd's in that's fine yeah um, Christmas uh, with the cranks unless you're thinking of Chevy Chase or um who's in Scrooged Scrooge is Bill Murray. Fuck, that's what I got. <laughs> Who was in Ghostbusters with Dan <laughs> Aykroyd? So that's sort of like, you know. Okay, so Dan Aykroyd from Christmas of the Cranks uh, opens up. <laughs> He's really jealous of Matthew Broderick, I think. I forget how that goes. <laughs> People are getting headaches from the change of headcanon. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, he opens up the cabinet. He's like, uh, God, what does he sound like? Earlier, you were voicing him like an old man, kind of. So Bill Murray opens the cabinet, right? <laughs> no. Dan Aykroyd opens the cabinet with his old man voice. Uh, I'm going to need that back, young man. Uh, he looks at you, looks at the bottle, looks at you, and drinks the rest of the bottle. <laughs> and then hands you the empty bottle. <laughs> like trying to get something out of a dog's mouth. <laughs> yeah, this is one. I love, I love this crew of fucking people in this building. It's wonderful. <laughs> I guess I'll find something else and go hand it to Giuseppe Stromboli. <laughs> yeah, no problem. People have been stashing stuff behind the bar, whatever they have on hand. Is there anything out the window, by the way? I know they've been looking, but... They're just kind of peering right now. It's it's kind of dark out, so... They have set up kind of a perimeter of torches around this old farmhouse, but it's still kind of foggy and hard to see. And uh, Cornflower says, You don't speak at all, eh? <laughs> fire. We don't need much for fire and violence around here, but if that's what you're looking for, we might be able to use you and your services. <laughs> He'll s- swig down a bunch of whatever the drink is that they put in front of him and listen and laugh. The, the sort of quiet guitar strumming off in the corner stops when one of the lookouts says, Boss! I got somebody else coming in. And the cornflower guy strolls over to the window and peers out. And he says, uh, Everybody on high alert. This one does not look like a simpleton. Everything's kind of still. Until finally the door kind of creaks open and then sways on its hinges as it's just left to glide freely and there's a silhouette in the door against the fog and the torches outside and it's all cloaked from head to toe and it steps in and uh, immediately Cornflower draws his short sword and he says easy there stranger we like to know who we're dealing with and the stranger lowers his cowl and you guys see two long pointy ears and he says I need your help and he's just kind of looking at everybody from eye to eye to eye 
Ackroyd thinking he's like the senior man and like oh, I guess people look up to me. We'll step forward. <laughs> uh, what do you What do you need? Fuck it. What do I sound like? What do you need, stranger? <laughs> <laughs> I know what's been going on in your town. The short sword gets even closer to his neck, and he says, I am in part, but only in part, the reason why you are all down here in this farmhouse. The uh, cornflower gestures for him to sit, and uh, they kind of pat him down, and he has his hands out. There's no weapons found, and he takes a seat at one of the tables, and then he says, or cornflower says, Do tell. And the stranger says, you have a great enemy on your hands, and your hometown is currently his base of operations. Ackroyd is going to get a little bit closer and, like, get a chair and sit down. Please tell me more. I'm very interested to know. When you call me a stranger, it's accurate, for I am not of this world. Have you ever heard of anyone named Krampus? Hmm. Krampus sounds like a holiday that I am a big fan of. I hung out with my family once during this holiday. Is that related? That sounds jovial, and Krampus is not jovial. The whole time that he's talking, he's just kind of eyeing Giuseppe from across the table. <laughs> like, what the fuck is that thing? The guy's just, like, practically drooling in his tree. We were banished here by a man named Saint Nicholas. He sought to rid the realm of my master, and when I went to block the magic, we were both sucked through a portal, and we ended up here. Once my master had accepted his fate of being banished here, where his plans to rule a previous world had failed, he decided to make good on them in this world instead, starting with your little town. But when he set his eyes upon the castle of the Countess Enthelia, he had me scout the place, and when I saw her, I could not go through with it, and that is why I'm here. Countess Enthelia did nothing, and yet he intends to murder her, and I, I cannot go along with it any further. You have uh, any idea on how to do this, stranger? We are just a bunch of idiots in a barn. Speak for yourself, mate. He holds the sword closer to this stranger's neck and he says, All right, so you were fine with him taking over our town, but you draw the line when you fall in love with a pretty lady. And the stranger just looks at him and says, And? <laughs> 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 well, uh, we could stay here, hold up together, and wait to die, or I'm near the end of my life anyways, I'll go out in a blaze of glory, and he'll grab, it's covered in a, in a big sheet at the moment, but he has, like, a suspicious giant, um, kind of object next to him, and he, like, throws it over his shoulder. I'm ready to go anytime. Blaze of Glory! Caleb <laughs> will, like, stand next to Ackroyd and strike a pose. Fire! <laughs> Fire! And Giuseppe will also go over. You will retake your town and put a stop to my maniacal master. Take over the town! Yes! 
He's held up in the old barn north of town. <sighs> All right. I guess we need to look into his left and to his right. He's like, uh, I'm sure this will go very well. Uh, uh, I guess we'll head that way. You have any? Are you gonna help, stranger? I mean, you seem pretty capable. I know some about where he's stashed guards and monstrosities, but many of them are chaotic in nature and cannot be predicted. We'll just need to be on our guard. No, maybe we'll meet my son and grandson along the way. Oh, wink. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cornflower says and the rest of ye and he looks around the bar and half the people are passed out or like slobbering on the tables <laughs> just so fucking drunk he says just us then very well he's gonna point to Giuseppe are you coming along <laughs> you will feel your share of fire and violence there is a maniacal look upon Giuseppe's face as he nods slowly. <laughs> you guys gather your supplies and trudge out into the lightly packed snowy fields of corn and wheat and barley. You trek across several farmlands. The night is kind of a glow from the snow. It's foggy, it's bitter and biting. And then you see fires kind of off in the distance across a couple fields and you know that that's where the town is. They're not heavy fires, they're just sprinkled here and there. Most of the lights in the town are dead like a ghost town. And as you approach from the south on this map, you're going to be entering where the sign says Kirkus. You're going to be entering where the the tavern is at the bottom. Alright. I'll look at the stranger. Like, what's the... What do you suggest is the first move here? Our best bet is to go from building to building. Staying out in the open for long will inevitably attract attention. Alright. Uh, and I'll look down to Giblet. Uh, you lead. Mm, okay. <laughs> My master has been conjuring... And I don't know what monstrosities he's brought forth since I left. How do you guys want to approach the first building? Hmm. Well, I told Giblet to take lead, so I guess I'm going to follow this child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want to follow the dirt child, the dirt child's going to s- scope out the place first. I'm going to grab Giblet by the skull and lift him up. <laughs> and put him behind me. Like, literally just, like, lift him up like a claw machine into the air, set him behind me, and then move up front and then go into the bar. Hey! That was fun. (laughs) 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 Do you just walk into the bar casually? No, I kick kick the fucking door down. (laughs) It's uh, it's dark and cold. There's no more warmth inside than there is outside, and there's like rotting food on the tables, and there's uh, several of the chairs and things are broken and smashed to splinters. Are there some that aren't? Yep. I'm gonna grab my warhammer and smash them to make <laughs> them like the other pieces. Okay. Um. Giuseppe is smashing chairs and it's very loud especially in this quiet town 
So, uh, Ackroyd is gonna pull out his list. He has, like, a little scroll that's on his hip, and he pulls it out. And then he checks it twice. Um, and I'm using an ability <laughs> called List... Yeah, there it is. Well, a ability called List of Sins. Um, let's see. So I need to make a presence roll. DR10. Uh, so let me roll that real quick. It fails. So I pulls out his list. He checks it twice. <laughs> Nothing happens. Oh, whoa. No, not nothing happens. <laughs> if you fail a scroll, you have to roll on the chart. Well, question. It's not a scroll. It's a class ability. Oh, never mind. God damn it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Adam, make it a scroll <laughs> for funsies and shit. God, mother. I've got a scroll lined up. Don't you worry. When you use your scroll, make sure you fail. Yes, <laughs> I will make sure I do. Do not worry. <laughs> that way you can get spaceless. You uh, attempt your power and it just kind of fizzles. And there's a little bit of light for a moment and sparkles and then just nothing. And part of that is, it could be that you misperformed it, but there's something weird that's been going on over the past few months. Like, magic's been finicky and the world has been acting strange, like the physics of it, the, the laws of nature. I think Giuseppe is done smashing chairs and he moves on to windows. <laughs> Giuseppe smashes one of the windows and Ackroyd, you hear a voice come from outside. Wow. It's a very familiar voice and you could almost swear that it sounds like your grandson. Ah, uh, Brian's outside. I guess I'll take a quick look. Want some candy from a sack? Who the hell's Brian? Uh, it's one of my dumbass grandsons. Uh, you had sex? <laughs> oh, at least three times. <laughs> at least? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ackroyd will look outside. You don't see anything but the fog, but it's from what you can tell, the voice that's calling out sounds like it's calling from the brush uh, in the adjacent building. Wow. There's kind of some bushes and trees uh, in front of it and it sounds like whatever it is it's in there Want some candy from a sack? Giuseppe has lit a torch and he has started taking all of like the window treatments and curtains and lighting them on fire <laughs> this place is starting to get smoky fortunately he broke all the windows first so yeah uh, I'm gonna head out uh, I heard something over here this is uh this is not going well I warned you about going out into the open. You expose yourself. You don't think we're bloody exposed in here with this? He <laughs> gestures to all the chaos <laughs> Giuseppe's doing. Well, go quickly. You're just going to dash to the bushes? Is it the bushes or is it the building? It's the bushes in front of the building. It's best you can tell. I mean, it's a voice from a direction, so it's kind of, you're guessing. Yeah, fuck it. Why not? Actually, you know what, Brian? I'm going to dash the other way. What happens then? <laughs> You're dashing south? <laughs> no, I'm just messing. I'll go towards the bushes. As in, like, this building is done for, there's another building over here. I'm going to start going towards this building. It's the only way that you can keep out of sight anyway, so you kind of go along this line of trees, and uh, it's very dark and sh shaded in here, and so um, it's kind of hard to see where you're stepping. And immediately, as you get about halfway through, something grabs your leg and uh, tries to trip you up. Why don't you roll an agility? Okay. This guy's not awful. <clears throat> Three. 
That's a fail. So you topple over. What do you do? I will try to get myself up, pull that thing off my back, which when the the blanket falls off of it, reveals that it is a flail. <laughs> Ooh, someone rolled well. Someone rolled very well. <laughs> this guy's very good. Uh, and I will, like, steady myself and, like, look around for the the perpetrator. Uh, yeah, you look down to the, the thing that grabbed your ankle and you see this bony skeletal arm and you follow it into the brush and you see the face of this skeleton just staring back at you and it's drenched in this red liquid and it comes up and raises to its full height. It's probably close to as tall as you are and uh, it draws a short sword which starts to come down on you. Roll another agility. That is a 12. You dodge out of the way of this short sword which sticks into the ground and then it pulls it out but you have the freedom to do what you're going to do. Yeah, I'll take a swing back at him as he's like hunched over into the ground. Okay. Attacks on them with piercing weapons are DR-14. Any strike doing five or more damage destroys the skeleton completely. Is a flail a piercing weapon or... I would say bludgeoning. Bludgeoning? Yeah, I agree. Uh, that was a fail. I rolled an 11. <laughs> uh, yeah, he pulls his sword out just in time for you when you swing your flail, which means he kind of staggers backwards and your flail just misses. And then he comes at you again with another uh, swing. Alright, another agility. That's a five for my agility. Oof. I do have armor on, so let me know what that changes. Oh, you definitely need to roll whatever your uh, reduction is from the this hit. Okay. So whatever the D is, you take the length off of your... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be two. Uh, two? Ah. Uh. Yeah, it'll be two. Yeah, my armor, I rolled a D2, it got a two on it. His knife pierces through your hip area, which is just protected by your leather breastplate, and it lodges itself in there, and he tries to yank it out. You have another opportunity to do something. Uh, I'm going to spit in his face and say, fucking Pumpkin King. I'm going to run back to the, <laughs> run back to the my friends, because what the fuck am I doing out here? Yeah, he seems, uh, he pulls his knife out and gets a, face full of spit and he's just kind of dumbfounded for a moment as you dash off I think you can escape freely at this point when you return everyone's kind of standing outside the front of this uh, old tavern and the whole place is ablaze (laughs) we did it Uh, (laughs) yeah good job I fought a fucking skeleton and you burned down a bar so uh, we're pretty even keel here Mm, I don't know is the skeleton dead well, let's not talk about it. Let's keep moving. <laughs> we do need to keep moving. We've completely alerted the entire town of our presence. All according to plan. All according to plan. Who's leading the way? Uh, Giblet will run off again. Okay. Following him. <laughs> there we go. You headed north? Uh, yes. Uh, it's uh, northwest the direction that Ackroyd went with the skeleton. He kind of went due north from the entrance of your tavern, so if... Uh, off roughly in that direction. (laughs) (laughs) This skeleton is not interested in being discreet, so it is completely silhouetted against the uh, town square, which is actually a circle, in the background. You can see him um, standing there. Is the the group following the leading child? (laughs) Not behind you. (laughs) Oh, then Giblet just points and looks back at Ackroyd and says, there's your skeleton. Yeah, he's a real tough guy. Go get him. 
All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, what Gibbless gonna do is uh, quickly uh, knock an arrow on his short bow. I doubt this is gonna do anything, but Gibbless, an eleven-year-old, he doesn't know that uh, piercing's bad, so he's gonna shoot the skeleton. Yeah. Uh, that'll do it. Range his presence. Okay, no, I missed that. It, it kind of zips between his rib cages, and he uh, he looks down, kind of confused, and then he looks back up at you, and he says, "Ha, got him!" <laughs> He's gonna start hobbling <laughs> towards you with his sword. Giblet runs behind Strapoli. <laughs> you see more silhouettes appearing. I'm gonna throw my horseshoe at it. Okay. <laughs> That will be a success. I'm going to use an omen to do max damage, which is four. And then I'm going to roll 1d6 to see if I kill it. Obviously, six is what I'm looking for. Eh, fuck. Did you at least get one? I uh, did four because I used an omen to do four damage automatically. The horseshoe whizzes through the air, and you can hear it because of the silence of the night. And it takes off one of the skeleton's arms and cracks some of his ribs, and then it comes whirling back to you. And this thing is just staggering. Uh, It was the short sword arm, too, so it has to (laughs) try and recollect its weapon. (laughs) Yeah, I'll go in for that uh, that, that finishing blow. We'll see. Ah! What happens on a one? <laughs> uh, crit fail? I don't remember reading about crit fails. Do you guys want to play with crit fails? I fucking do. It's on the ugly yellow sheet, so definitely. Does it really list them? Does it say? Yeah, dude, look at the ugly yellow sheet, you motherfucker. Fumble on an attack. Weapon breaks or is lost. Breaks or is lost. Yeah, dude, like what? <laughs> Was that your flail, did you say? Yep, that's a flail. <laughs> motherfucker rolled that shit. You swing your flail, and it kind of lodges itself in where the skeleton had already been damaged and gets stuck in the rib cage with its spikes. And you try to pull it out, and the skeleton pulls back, and the, uh, the flail handle yanks out of your hand. Well, that's my turn. <laughs> Giblet, are you doing anything? Yeah, yeah, Giblet will shoot another arrow. Why not? away nope <laughs> another arrow whizzes by the skeleton as he staggers off balance from the weight of this flail and then he uh, he picks up his the whole arm that was holding the short sword he picks the whole thing up so now it's almost like he has a flail in a way and he swings it at Ackroyd doc right. uh, that's an 11 for my agility that'll be a fail yeah, I think it's a fail. The arm holding the short sword bites through you, and this time he actually connects with your skin. Dealing. <laughs> Four damage. All right, that'll go to three because of my armor. At this point, you see more silhouettes coming from the buildings behind the skeleton, from kind of the town square area. What do you guys want to do? We've got to get it in a building. Pick one. Which one's closest? They're about equidistant, but there's a bunch of trees blocking your way from the one on your left. So right would be kind of a clearer dash. Right it is. We can uh, mosey on that way. 
Yeah, you're not exactly moseying. I think I'll dash into- I think we can- I think we can mosey, <laughs> alright? Yeah, fuck you, Brian. You don't control our characters. We can- we can mosey if we want. Yeah, skip along, even. <laughs> I'll do fucking backflips to the door. How about that? <laughs> and a hop. <laughs> You, uh, you find this is a long building. In the entrance, there's kind of a table and some chairs. The table's been cracked in half. There's a long velvet rug that's just dilapidated all to hell. And the hallway leads to what you figure are probably bedrooms. The entrance of this long building faces the town square. All right. Um, well, I can't go first because I don't have any weapons anymore. Uh, so I'm going to stand behind uh, Giuseppe. Y'all would assume that the monsters are coming after you. So this door that you just came through is probably vulnerable. Giuseppe noticing that uh, there is no longer a weapon with uh, his friend. He is going to hand him his warhammer, and he'll point to he'll point at himself and he'll point at the horseshoe, he'll point at the warhammer, and he'll point at Ackroyd. Alright, I'll take the warhammer. And it's a D6, just so you know. Yep. And I'm gonna lock that door, keep these skeletons out of here. That's all it takes, right, as a lock door? <laughs> sure! <laughs> yeah, it's a, uh, it has a bar in front of it that you can place. I'm gonna go start looking for things around the back of uh, this room that we just went into to burn. Okay. Um, while he's doing that, Ackroyd, roll presence for me. Alright. That's another one. You don't know enough about these creatures that attacked you to pick up what I was laying down. So, um, Giuseppe, what are you looking for? Sorry. Flammable objects. Oh, yeah. There, in the bedrooms, there's, like, old torn-up bedding and uh, <gasps> strips of blankets and cloth. Absolutely. Like, I'll go and I'll hold my torch to the bed in one room. I'll move on to the other room. Like, I am moving my way through every single upstairs room and setting this shit on fire. <laughs> um... I will try to speak to Giuseppe for a second. <laughs> yeah, I know you like fire, but we're in the building where the fire's going to be. It doesn't seem like the best idea. <laughs> I would agree with Master Ackroyd. Fire. Let's let's do a fire on in the skeletons if they ever uh, come at us again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Cornflower's going to try and kind of... Uh, He's going to whip together sort of a stick and a cloth and light a torch. And then he's going to hand it to Giuseppe and say, If they come through that door, light them on fire. He'll nod and he'll stand there and he will be ready to deal with anything that comes through that door. (laughs) Okay. And he's just staring at the fire, like as it's burning on this torch. And because it's probably soaked in something that allows it to burn pretty perpetually, like he is locked in, like don't have to worry about him anymore. <laughs> I'll look at Giblet and be like, is there any, besides being dirty, is there anything weird with you? Or... Me? Weird? No, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> He uh, reaches into his backpack and he pulls out a 
He pulls out a fistful of lard and he takes a good bite <laughs> and then offers you some and says, Are you hungry? Oh, no, I had uh, peppermint candies that are striped but have nothing to do with a holiday earlier. I'm good. A simple no would have been fine. And he goes over to Stromboli and offers Stromboli some lard. Gross. Stromboli will eat lard directly out of your hand. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> it tickles. Should I roll to see if you lose a finger because I have shark teeth or no? Oh, sh- I mean, yeah, why not? All right. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna roll a d6 in the chat, and if I get a six... I think that's fair. Well... Enough. God, please be a six. (laughs) (laughs) I take a pinky with it. I take a pinky with the lard. (laughs) Gibbet laughs a little bit at first, and as he's walking away, he's like, Why is my lard red? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Giblet, you you look down to see just a thin stream of blood shoot out of your hand. <laughs> he'll go over to Ackroyd and hold up his bloody hand, and he'll say, does this look bad? Ackroyd, you get hit in the face with, like, <laughs> a kid's <laughs> squirt gun worth of blood. In my mouth. Uh, uh, just, uh... Just throw some lard on it, rub it in real good. I don't know, kid. You're probably not going to make it through the night. There's already so much lard on it. I'm surprised it's bleeding as much, actually. Yeah. Yeah, you can smother this part of your hand, and it basically seals it all up like silicone. Yeah, that'll be fine. (laughs) It hurts like fuck, though. (laughs) Hurts like fuck, though. You can hear Giuseppe crunching. He's just <laughs> chewing up the bones and the sinew, and it's taking a while, but he gets it down. Giuseppe, roll presents. <laughs> All right. Actually, roll presents at disadvantage because you're chomping at this thing. Ooh, even better. I'm telling you, friend, my negative three in presents <laughs> is going to help me so much here. Uh, I got a nat one on the first one, bros. Oh, the second one's a three. So we're gonna go ahead and go with a negative two <laughs> on that on that presence roll. Friends, like, uh, wh- what happens? Uh, I probably notice everything, right? Cause Giuseppe's so smart and shit. You notice that the door and the withered bar smashes right into you and you stagger backwards as this horrible looking monstrosity roars in the doorway of this uh, old townhouse. It's a troll. Oh. And it's... I was gonna guess that. Saliva flies across the room as it roars at you. And then it's gonna make its way in. You guys can have a, a, a moment to do something. I, I'm i just going to try this first because if it works out, it's going to be really funny a way to kill this thing. But if it doesn't work, then I can just die. Uh, so, as the troll comes in, uh, Ackroyd is going to go to his other uh, hip where there's an actual scroll to do magic from. Uh, and he's going to mutter to himself and then look, stare at the troll and see if it happens or not. Um, I'm trying to cast Eyelid Blinds the Mind. Ooh. All right, let's see. So, creatures fall asleep for one hour unless they succeed a DR-14 test. So, I guess you need to do a DR-14 test um, against my spell. Is that correct? 
Uh, I'll roll it in the chat. It fails against your spell. What happens? It goes blind? Uh, no. It <laughs> it falls asleep for one hour. <laughs> you yeah, get wrecked. It finishes its roar, and you guys hear Acheroid whisper these kind of words on the wind, and the whole troll just comes down, smashes, and kind of divots the wooden floor below, just face plant. I immediately go over and grab my Warhammer from Ackeroid and I start smashing up everything in this room around this thing and like like stacking it up around this creature <laughs> like Tinder. <laughs> yeah, no problem. And I'm I'm laughing and pointing to everybody as I'm doing this and then trying to encourage them to also be breaking shit so that we can burn this fucking thing alive. You guys see Giuseppe picking up two halves of a broken table and then he starts stacking six chairs on top of that. <laughs> fire. I'll look for bottles of booze. Yeah, fire. Yeah, let's yeah, let's get the let's get the fire going. <laughs> yeah, look for bottles of booze and <laughs> shit to accelerate. It's fortunate that you have one additional exit in this building because Giuseppe lights this whole thing ablaze and your exit is now blocked. So you are currently free to go out the exit to the town square, and that's about it, lest you go through a window. Oh, town square it is, motherfucker. Sounds fine. You smash this door open, and you see the circle fire pit with the cobblestone and the paved stones, and um, the whole southern side of this long building is starting to go up in flames. So across this uh, circle and fire pit, you see uh, two other buildings north of you, and then to the northeast, you see a larger building. Between the large building and one of the two smaller buildings is just a pile of debris, broken doors and splintered wood and glass and stones and just everything. You could easily get over it, but you'd be vulnerable, so you have to choose if you would cross that or go through one of the buildings. Building. Yeah, I vote for building for sure. Big house. The big house seems easy enough to get to, and so you guys start to dash across the paved stones and the fireplace, and all is quiet except for the flames and the monster, which is snoring so loudly. <laughs> We're almost there. We have to get through the church and get to the barn. You guys enter into the big house, and immediately you're met with several creatures. It's hard to see them in the dark. Do you guys have any light source? Ackroyd has zero equipment on him, so... No. I have a shitload of torches, <laughs> and I will light one up. <laughs> Giuseppe, you light your torch, and you find that the figures in this big house are uh, cowering kind of against the walls and behind tables and in corners and they're kind of shaking and Ackroyd you hear that sound again from before but where it came from the forest and there was a skeleton this time you see a, a little boy that looks familiar uh, and he's got a clean shaven looking head so you you know you don't see a lot of boys like that I douse him with lantern oil <laughs> <laughs> Hold, hold on, hold on, friend. Now burn uh, the witch. 
No, he's good. Ah! He's just bold. It's not a big deal. Ah! If he burns, he's evil. I throw a torch at him. <laughs> Do I need to roll agility or what? Ackroyd, roll in agility. Giuseppe, roll your attack. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to do it in the chat. because. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and roll one for me in the chat. I'll be your second one just because it'll be fun that way. Ooh. All right. Uh, Ackroyd got an 18. Giuseppe got a 5. You are about to light this boy on fire, and Ackroyd just dives across your path and kind of tumbles over the boy, and kind of, they kind of uh, spiral across the ground. And the whatever turpentine shit you're using hits the floorboards. Ackroyd, uh, this child is kind of whimpering in your arms. Ah, easy there. I know you're a big dummy, Brian, but it'll be <gasps> fine. Just relax. I'm going to try and light them both on fire now. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> Give me another contestant roll. Alright. Why is Giuseppe trying to kill me? I wish I knew. <laughs> oh, just barely. Oh wait, strength. So, that's actually a 12. You better roll. Uh, you better roll your agility, Ackroyd. All right. Uh, it is. Ooh, it's a nat twenty plus one. Twenty-one. Ooh, shit! You're able to see this behemoth coming, and you're able to pick up the boy and dash out of the way. Um, at this point, I think that uh, Cornflower is going to try and manhandle Giuseppe to kind of get him to s at least contain him, if not stop him. I think that it doesn't take a long time for him to calm down and... Easy does it, lad. Easy does it. They're on our side. You can't light everything on fire. <laughs> what was that about, by the way? <laughs> Big guy, I know you like fire, but seriously, what the fuck? <laughs> fire. Around you guys, there's four other townspeople that have been cowering with this little boy, and uh, they say, oh, oh, Thank Ferhu you're here. Oh. Uh, yeah, what's what's going on? Why are y'all uh, just sitting in here like a bunch of bumps on a log? That's what old people say. <laughs> <laughs> Damned if we know. We've been trying to just stay alive. We need to get out of here. You need to get us out of this cursed town. Yeah. Um, whew. I would say follow the burning buildings to the south and just keep going. You'll be all right. <laughs> Do you send your grandson with him? No, I'm saving him in case this character dies. Come on now. <laughs> I'm currently going around and lighting the window treatments on fire. <laughs> uh, because of the blaze and the... Uh, time-sensitive nature of the situation, the people start to head out the door and uh, they just beeline south like you asked them to. Their fate is unknown. <laughs> so, um, as he's starting to set things on fire, what do you guys do? Your goal is to get maybe northeast, so there is a door pointed that way behind the bar. 
That's the one going to this church looking thing right here? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm gonna let this... Oh, well, first I'll check on uh, a giblet here. It's just like, how bad? <laughs> how bad? Giblet's hand is stopped bleeding. It's not dripping anymore. I lick it every... <laughs> 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 okay. <clears throat> I lick it every few minutes. <laughs> Say that one more time, boy. I can't. <laughs> Bro, how is this the Christmas episode? <laughs> Does it taste like candy canes? <laughs> Brian, kill some fucking characters, you pussy. Jesus Christ. Mostly tastes like lard. Mm. <laughs> Keep looking at kid. <laughs> <laughs> you can't stop me. <laughs> I won't stop you. Uh, <laughs> he'll go back to like rummaging while I we're think, waiting. I think Giuseppe also joins in with licking your <laughs> finger at some point. Like he kind of creeps up from the side and just joins in as you're <laughs> licking the lard off of it. You kind of lock eyes with him. He laughs. I have a pet. This whole house is getting smoky, Ackroyd. How do you make your exit? I, he might just stay in here and let it consume him. Uh, <laughs> no, I'll push Brian out the front door and he face plants in the snow. And then I will, uh, I guess, head out this northeast door. <laughs> as soon as little Brian gets pushed out the front door, these bodies come from left, right, and above. <laughs> You guys are met by several berserkers. Oh, boy. All right. It's so like right outside the door. We got some baddies attacking us. Huh? You guys have not exactly been stealthy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> fire's not a distraction, you know? <laughs> uh, they are going to attempt to attack the boy. Okay. I have his character sheet. Making agility, right? Uh, Brian got an eight. <laughs> Okay. He's also a, f a fucking faint whatever. A heavy mace comes down at him. I'm going to have to roll one of my skull d6s. There we go. Four, eight, two. They didn't expect to see a little boy. Are you rolling defense? Yeah. Um, that's a minus one. Okay. So this thing just clips him as he gets pushed through this door. The mace uh, kind of chips at his head and you see some blood leaking down as the boy kind of hits the snow and the dirt. Damn it, Brian. And I'll come out uh, and then whenever it's my turn on me, I'm going to make an attack. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Alright, I'll go at the one who just clipped him with the Warhammer? Jesus fuck. Alright, rolled another natural one, so... <laughs> <laughs> also roll a uh, present real quick as you step outside. Yeah, let me see how bad that one is. The presence actually succeeds. That was a 15. You are surrounded by five berserkers. Ah, wonderful. Um, and then my weapon is broke or lost. Because I fumbled on it. <laughs> yeah, uh, this weapon that you've just been granted because you lost your previous one, it also gets lost. So one of the berserkers grabs it and just kind of flings it behind him into the pile of rubble that they'd mentioned previously. So, Can I see these berserkers outside the door? Yeah, there's a commotion at the door. You guys all are aware of it. I want to charge one and try and rip out its throat with my teeth. 
Gross. Okay. Uh, ooh. So 16 uh, should succeed. I think the choppers are a D4. Uh, attacks, tw- my guys attack twice per round, but they don't have time for defense. So DR10 to hit them. Your bite should be a D6, by the way. Uh, bite is a D6, correct. I just uh, found that on the sheet. All right. Five. Five damage. Like, I leap up onto this dude, and I, like, latch onto his neck like a leech and bring him down to the ground and just start gnawing at his neck. I think we need to roll an actual initiative at this point. What is it? One to three, I think, is the bad guys. Yes. Yeah, one to three enemies, four to six players. Why don't one of you guys roll that? I'll roll it in uh, in chat. Please do. I... I've rolled like three ones. Like the, it, I, should, <laughs> I should not be rolling anymore. Yep. Well. Okay. Berserker number one comes in with his flail. He uh, goes for Ackroyd. Defense. Uh, that is a 19 for defense. Do you think with a double tack you should roll defense twice? Yeah, probably. I can, yeah. This one is a 13. So I believe it's also a success. Yep. This long fail swoosh, swooshes past you as you dodge and then dodge. Uh, and then the second one will go after Giuseppe. All right. That'll be a hit. Go ahead and roll uh, the first one. Second one is a miss, but I'll go ahead and uh, do my damage reduction real quick. One second. Two damage minus whatever. Uh, minus three, so I take nothing. The third one will also attack you. Okay. Uh, fail. Uh, fail. This one's got a change sword, which is a d6. Alright. Uh, minus one. Five and then four minus one, so what, nine? Uh, minus two from the second one. So, oh, so then it, uh, it'd be a five minus one and then a four minus one or two. Yeah. Okay. So we got what? Six. Yeah. Giuseppe is dead. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> these both come down on you. And uh, Ackroyd, you see Giuseppe. He uh, takes a chain sword right to the guts. And then the huge war hammer comes down upon his head. Well, I look back. What the fuck is Jim doing? <laughs> oh, that's ugh, a wretch in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> his muscle, his vocal muscles are reflexing, and he's still oh, you need him after he's dead. <laughs> yeah, I look back. What? What's Jibla doing? Like this kid is like, I'm assuming not in a good situation. I don't know. Jibla's currently waiting for his turn. <laughs> He's been in the background the whole time as you guys charged forward. How far Sorry. are you from the door, Giblet? I don't know, 15-ish feet. Okay. Uh, Berserker number five is going to charge in after you. He is wielding a lo- another long flail. Uh, one succeed, one fail. Okay. Long flail, D8. Two damage. Uh, Kipless light armor nullifies all of that. <laughs> Great. You're, yeah, this scrawny little kid gets 
almost picked up by this flail and hit against the wall. And he just kind of shakes it off. He's had worse falls jumping off of roofs. Player turns. Ackroyd, what do you want to do? Uh, I don't have a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look at Brian and say, run, run to the church just in case I die and you can be there so things can happen. Uh, and then I will. Can I do fisticuffs? What's the damage on fisticuffs? You can. Uh, uh, D2, I think. Alternatively, you can also see your weapon in the rubbish pile. You'd have to just run the length of this long building. Uh, you know what? My last bit of magic. I'm going to try to do the the sleep spell. Let me see how many of these guys I can affect. All right. So D4. I rolled D4. So four of these guys. Um, I think that might be everybody who's still alive of the Berserkers. There's four outside, and then there's one that went inside after Giblet. Okay. So all the ones outside need to do a, a DR14 test. To not fall asleep like the troll did. All right, first one is sixteen. Right, he's awake. Uh, fail for number two. Fail for number three. Pass for number four. So two and three got hit by this. Okay, so they uh, I guess immediately face plant into the snow, and I assume would drown within an hour of being face down in the snow. Uh, <laughs> but the other two are still awake, so. And I have no weapon, and that's my turn. Yeah, they immediately fall, just like the uh, the troll before them. And it doesn't look like they're getting any oxygen down there. It's a rough life, you know? Giblet? Uh, can he run out the other door of this place and then dive into the debris pile outside? Well, so the, the southern door is on fire. Uh, how, how on fire? <laughs> <laughs> engulfed. You've got uh, the church door and then you've got the one heading towards the woods off the map. You could probably assume that if you go into the bedroom, there's going to be windows. Sure, we could do that. Uh, window on the first floor is fine. So, yeah, he's just going to uh, peel off and before, as he like kicks into a bedroom, this 11-year-old kicking down the door, he's going to cut a pouch off his uh, backpack, which drops a whole bunch of caltrops in the doorway. You kick in this door and you see two other figures huddled against the back far wall. <laughs> Can't talk, gotta go. They'll <laughs> <laughs> like just quickly try to pry up the window and tumble out to get the pile of debris outside. N- no problem, especially with your adrenaline rushing. And uh, so, yeah, you can get there easily enough. Cool. He's going to dive straight in. Uh, with that length of time, I think that could count as your whole turn. So it's going to be back to the Berserker. Sure. Berserker number one with his uh, his flail attacks you, Ackroyd. All right. Uh, uh, that's a fail. They both fail. Okay. Attack number one, two damage. Uh, that one gotten uh, negated by armor. Okay. Attack number two. <laughs> one damage. That one gets yeah negated as well. He flails you, but uh, he kind of slips on the ice and the snow, and so the blows don't actually damage you. The fourth berserker is getting up from where Giuseppe had knocked him over and taken a chunk out of his throat. Um, the fifth comes staggering out of the uh, house towards you. All right. He's brandishing a flail. Oi, mate, we're going to have a lot of fun this time. <laughs> uh... I'm trying to think of a Christmas quip. (laughs) (laughs) Holy night. I'll just stand there ready to get his ass beat, I guess. That is all the berserkers. What do you guys want to do? Um, 
Oh, fuck. I mean, I guess I'll go to try to get this horseshoe and fight back. You can. You see a pretty clear path to the church, and you also hear a cr- uh, uh, the window slide open. You see Giblet diving into the debris pile. You know what I'm going to do? Uh, this will be a fade to black for Ackroyd, <laughs> because he's just going to say, fuck it, load his fist <laughs> like... <laughs> Like Henry Cavill and fucking Mission Impossible, and just start and then go at these fucking berserkers. <laughs> and I'm assuming he's going to die, so we can say that Ackroyd is now dead. Giblet, you peer out from the debris, and you just see this figure swinging wildly against these four other men. And uh, pretty soon, you see him on the ground, and the four other men are just kicking and swinging, and it looks like a good enough distraction for you to make a move. Gibbet will slowly nod to himself and with a smile say <laughs> under his breath, thank you, Bill Murray, and he'll <laughs> run off to the church. I'm opening up the door and uh, come, come, child, come. And I'm going to pull out my scroll and uh, let's roll. That'll be a 13, so I succeed. And so I will unknot the storm. So I will roll a D2 to see how many lightning bolts I get. Uh, That's one lightning bolt. And I will do a D6 of damage. Uh, That is six. Uh, Six damage to one of the berserkers that is out there currently (laughs) pummeling. Giblet, uh, you're making your way into the church. Pepe, tell us uh, what Giblet's seen right now. All right, so Pepe Silvia is a heretical priest. He has on this like very fancy looking hat that has this upside down cross on it. He, you see that he's wearing like this necklace that is very clearly a goat skull, like a ram skull with the horns sort of curling around and and, and just dangling and rattling. And uh, he uh, has a very long, unkempt beard and uh, is completely bald on top. So he has kind of like a skullet going on. <laughs> <laughs> So the church itself, it's kind of a long corridor over to where the pulpit and everything is, where it opens up a little bit more. There's two or there's three um, ornate stained glass windows and it's very solemn and calm in here. And yet there's still a darkness because four of the pews that you can see giblet have been shattered and smashed. And additionally, uh, kind of towards the pulpit, you see the little boy, Brian, that had made his way in here. He's going to walk over to Brian, the little little boy, Brian, <laughs> and put a hand on little boy, Brian's shoulder. What, what happened to my Paul, my grandpa? <clears throat> he died like a bitch. Do you want some lard? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> hold out his uh, bloody large hand. <laughs> Tis the season, and uh, Brian is also a faint uh, deserter. So I guess I'll roll a d6 if I see if I take out a finger. <laughs> 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 Holy oh, shit, dude. <laughs> so yeah, baby bald baby Brian has massive fucking rows of teeth and it's a four, so your finger is safe. Ooh. Oh, okay, good. I thought I'd lose another one. Giblet's gonna have nothing left but his giblets. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. What do we uh what do we do now? I th- well I, I suppose we- I was Who are you? Oh, I am Pepe Silvia, as it were. I, I I was supposing that I was going to ask your lot what we were going to do next. We're going to burn this place down. <laughs> Giblet, roll a presence real quick. <laughs> That's a pass. It's a 16. You have lost all track of the elf and the uh, villager, Cornflower. That's okay. His track of them was <laughs> questionable at best earlier anyways. <laughs> I'm the only survivor. He, like, has this blank expression on his face. <laughs> you do but, remember uh, that the Dark Elf's final destination was the barn, at least. Okay, bald baby Brian, Pepe, we have to burn this place down, and then there's one more place we gotta go. Are, are you sure that that's... The, I'm a hundred percent sure. I've <laughs> never been more sure. He already he looks right. around for flammables. <laughs> no child, of course. You do what you feel is necessary at this point, I suppose. Giblet, this whole place is lit up with candles. Oh, yeah, then <laughs> there's splintered pews. He's he's gonna light it up. It's a stone building, but you believe that you can certainly do a job on the inner uh decorations and everything. And uh, you start lighting up the broken pews. Well, I suppose if God has not forsaken us now, well, uh, he he's a trooper. That's for sure. This is what my pet would have wanted. <laughs> Are you starting from the door, door you came through? Sure, why not? All right. That leaves you with one exit and it's east or the windows. As Giblet's starting to burn this place down, uh, bald baby Brian Grinchington the uh, third will has a sack over his shoulder, like you know, like a kid's, like a like what are those hobo sacks called, basically? Uh, and he's gonna come up to Pepe and like, you know, like tug on his on his robe or whatever on his shirt. Uh, excuse me, sir. Yes. I know you like God and all, but are we gonna die and go to hell tonight? It, it, it would seem that that's likely, yes. Want some candy from a sack? No, no thank you. I'm Here it is. There's no, a chocolate <laughs> bar. There's my blanket. There's a piece of chalk I use to color up the walls sometimes. Well, if I'm going to eat anything, give me the chalk, thank you. Oh, that, the chalk, not that you know, I'm not going to argue. Go ahead, there you go. Thank you, I've, uh been teaching on blackboards for years and it's a bit of a (laughs) indulgence gotta get your jollies where you can mister I get it and I've had a holly jolly Christmas fuck off (laughs) wow roll credits amazing (laughs) game guys fuck off 
<laughs> it's getting hard to breathe in here. There's so much smoke. Uh, I'm, I'll look at the guy who works here. I crash through one of the stained glass windows. <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> All right. You uh, land in extra thick snow. Roll agility uh, at advantage. All right. Nat 20. All right. You managed to do so safely. There's no cuts or bruises, and the barn is due west. I guess I start charging forth then. Unless someone stops me. We are all charging forth. Yeah, we're charging. I'm on your tail, bud. (laughs) We're going into this. Yeehaw! (laughs) Let's get him. You guys are going to be passing the graveyard. Well, Grandpa always said he ain't afraid of no ghosts, so we should keep on moving. Uh, I'll genuflect <laughs> as I'm going past. Do you want to kind of try and skirt around the graveyard or just cut right through it, which would probably be faster? No, we're, we're going to skirt around. I'm not going to walk over graves. I'm a priest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, pussy. Bitch, you fucking heard me. You guys bypass the thing that would have introduced your third characters, and you reach the barn. Hold on, let me go. I just want to see what's <laughs> over here real quick. <laughs> it's okay, you can catch up. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there in two seconds. Listen, I'm going to take this rope that has a hole in it. I'm going to put it like around my neck area, and I'm just going to jump off of a high, high place, and we'll... <laughs> Get to the third character. Fuck you, Brian. We'll, we'll get there if we need to. <laughs> no, you guys you guys get to this barn. You've got a north entrance, south entrance. What do you want to do? I'm going to go in the north entrance. Okay. <clears throat> Just... I'm going to push in one of the kids first. <laughs> That's okay. I wanted to go first. <laughs> I'm going to definitely push in uh, little Brian instead as, like... As soon as I hear that come out of fucking Giblet's mouth, I'm going to grab Giblet like a claw machine and move them towards the back and then shove in uh, little Brian. That was fun. Wow. What do you see? Uh, Little Brian, you stagger into this dimly lit barn with uh, light streaming in from the north and the south. And all the way across, you see several figures in the kind of threshold of the far doorway with one in the center that is strangely tall and thin and by the silhouette you can see that it almost looks like he's part goat maybe hey uh mister you got presents for me (laughs) you three people in this room that I am the only one here do you have gifts for me perhaps He spins around, and his cloak kind of follows suit and flails behind him. And he sees you, and his eyes almost glow through the darkness as he starts clopping towards you, and he says, That depends, little boy. Did you been Oh, nice. Oh, not the storm. That's that lightning thing you did before? Yeah, yep. I'm gonna say this guy is a uh, yeah a dr uh, a dr fourteen. That's gonna be a hit. I have two bolts. I'm gonna go ahead and use an omen to do max damage. 
Okay. Uh, so that's six on both of the bolts. Six damage? Yep. So 12 in total. Reduced by four. Your bolt strikes this strange, almost goat-like creature. And he staggers backwards and uh, tries to regain his composure. And then it almost seems like the whole... You can see the, the sort of the moonlight streaming behind him. It seems like there's a dark halo that appears around him. And uh, he starts charging towards you. All of you. I think we're going to roll initiative now. I'll throw it down. Uh, three. He goes first. He comes charging across this barn, and uh, he doesn't know the source of what caused the lightning, so he's just going to kind of assume that it's the only one in his view, <laughs> which is Brian. And so, uh, yeah, he uh, he lunges at you, Brian, and he's got terrifying claws. Uh, that should be a pass. It's a 16. Uh, that is a pass, and... Um, you are able to get backwards out of this barn and kind of step off to the side. And so now you draw him into the open. What do you guys want to do? I have my warhammer out and I'm waiting at the door for this thing to come out. He appears. Smack! That's going to be a big fat fail. <laughs> <laughs> it's startling with the swiftness that he uh, dodges out of the way. Giuseppe, or no, you are Giuseppe. You're de Giuseppe's dead. <laughs> Giblet. I already changed my name. <laughs> Calm down, Billiard. So Giblet's gonna do an action jump to the side and launch an arrow at this dude's head as he's uh, diving. Okay. For a success. Uh, with three damage. School dice. How many damage? Three. I got three. It's all negated. Okay. All right. It, it, mine was a chonky three, so I think some of it gets through. Just... <laughs> well, you put an indent in his armor. Yes. Little Brian? Uh, bald baby Brian will... Bald baby Brian! <laughs> Sweet little four-year-old baby Jesus. <laughs> Twelve ounce. Six pounds. Oh, man. Uh, he'll, you know, just take basically like take a bite at this uh, at this big dude's ankles. Say, I want my presents. And I'm gonna <laughs> take a big bite at him. See what happens. OK. Oh, that's definitely a hit. That's a 16 and it only takes a D10 for my bite attack. Shit. Um, let's do some damage. Yeah. Um, no, it's only one damage, though. Ooh. -hoo. Yeah. You try to bite straight into his cat or his uh, his knee-high leather boots. They're not boots as much as like uh, shin guards because his hoofs stick out the bottom. But your bite is to no avail, and this thing is going to take a swing at you. Actually, he's going to try and pick you up off the ground. Give me another agility. <laughs> Jesus, that is another one. What happens on one for defense? <laughs> Uh, PC gains a free attack, so you get an extra one. Yeah, he's gonna pick you up. Rough. He, he. Oh wait. Go ahead. Excuse me. PC takes double damage. Armor is reduced one tier, so I take double damage, and I have no armor. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So he's going to. Uh, 
slash his claws <laughs> through you. Oh my! I roll a nat one too, so he does two damage there. Okay. And then he's going to hurl you at Pepe Silvia. So Pepe, you'll need to roll agility. Uh, can I roll strength instead and uh, bash it with my warhammer? <laughs> it being little Brian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like <a> baseball. <laughs> we gotta do what yeah. you gotta do, man. Of course. Um, uh, a seventeen. I would imagine that that's probably good, right? Sorry, little Brian. Yeah, for sure. Can you give me like a Christmas zinger as you kill my character, or <laughs> <laughs> I go ahead and roll the damage? I guess. <laughs> um. All right. So as six damage is dealt, uh, I will like swing out my warhammer and as it connects with little Brian's temple he'll say deck the halls with boughs of holly and uh, smile with glee as brain matter caresses his forehead little Brian's bald head cracks like an egg that has been hit with a baseball bat (laughs) by the way little bald Brian is still alive His head's still cracked, but he's fucking holding on, dude. (laughs) Holy shit! Little Brawled Brian is pouring blood into the snow, and he looks up. Can I step on his head? He's got this kind of double vision. Is it my turn? (laughs) No. Well, let's see. Uh, Yeah, I just attacked, so I guess it's player turns. Do what you want. I want to step on his head. I gotta put him out of his misery. <laughs> Mercy. That's gonna be a fail. <laughs> I like stomp into the snow beside him. Yeah, you you go to stomp his head, but your head goes be- where the gash is split, and so you just step inside between his head pieces. <laughs> like- <laughs> Goodwill to all men. And uh, Giblet, it's you're just staring in wonder at how his brain is intact when his skull is split in two pieces. Yeah, I think at this point, uh, Giblet's going to pull a Giblet special and bolts around to the other entrance to this building. <laughs> and now, you didn't see through like Brian did, so okay. Yep. Fair enough. I'll say that will take your turn. Uh, the... Uh, Krampus is going to go again. This time he's going to go after... Uh, well, does Brian get a turn? I know he stomped to death in the ground, but... <laughs> Take your turn, then. You could... Yeah, he looks up at Pepe. Easy there, Count. We're all friends, I think. And I'm going to go just bite at Krampus again. <laughs> <laughs> I get some damage on this dude, you know? That's a nat 20. Hey, hey. Nice. Oh, shit. Two-time damage armor. So your armor gets uh, reduced by one tier, and I do double damage, so let's see. Or you can just do full damage if you'd prefer, just because sometimes rolling doesn't always work out. I'm going to roll it and just see what happens. All right. Let's roll double. Uh, yeah, Well, should have took it. It's a five total. <laughs> I got four on the defense. So uh, you managed to pierce through his... Uh, his leather shin guard and you can feel blood on the other side just baby bald baby brian gives a thumbs up to pepe even not realizing that like this dude's just trying to stop me to death but like, <laughs> to me, i'm helping out krampus tries to stop baby brian 
Um, that will be agility, right? That's a 12 for my agility. Oh, got him. <laughs> uh, yeah, he tries to kind of shake you off of his ankle, but you're holding on tight. So when he goes to stomp, it kind of throws him off kilter and he hits the snow as well. He's going to give up on you and uh, do his second attack on Pepe Silvia. He's just going to lunge at you. Fail. Okay. Uh, minus three damage, though. That's all. He only gets you with one. Oh, okay. I'm going to cast uh, Grace of a Dead Saint. Uh, that will be a 12, so that will pass. I will... So, little Brian, you heal four. Wow. Thanks, mister. I forget all about the attacks on me earlier. It's all fine now. <laughs> you feel your... Merry Christmas. You feel your skull knit back together. <laughs> Shit. This child's skull. Giblet, you get around below this barn and you see uh, four ugly looking wispy things. <laughs> what are they doing? Kind of just floating around in a circle almost aimlessly like they don't know what to do with themselves. Hey! <laughs> and now they're coming after you. So... <laughs> oh, okay, I was prepared for it. You have, uh, it's your turn. Oh, okay, then yeah, he's gonna <laughs> book it around the... He's gonna lead them on a chase from there all the way around the building back to the fight. <laughs> okay. Brian, your head knits back together. What do you do? I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna sink my teeth deeper into old uh, goat man's leg. See if I can keep doing more damage to him. Uh, that's a 17, so that's a pass. Um, for five damage as I keep biting into him. Minus one. He takes. Uh, this time you go below a shin guard and you just get a mouthful of fur and blood. It's at this point that you hear the uh, Krampus says, Enough of this. Let's see if my magic has finally started to work in this world. And he snaps his fingers. Somebody roll me a d20. I'm going to do it in the chat real quick. There's an explosion of dark energy that pushes you all backwards and uh, giblet or giblet as you're coming around the corner, you get hit by this wave and the uh, Krampus character starts to grow taller and taller until his head is just about up to the top of this barn. And now it is uh, the, uh, the race that have been chasing you catch up, especially since you were knocked backwards. They uh, all come down upon you. Dope. So you got four to deal with. Two fails. Okay. Oh, so the first one's three. Uh, well, that would kill me with how I rolled, so I'll use an omen to reduce that by a d6. Uh, reduce that by two. I soaked one. No damage. Then four. <laughs> uh, that would kill me. I'll use my last omen to also try to reduce that. 
The holy shit, dude. And Giblet's at one hit point. And when the wraith touches you, you feel this icy cold eke its way through your blood. And you are from now on, during the duration of this fight, you've been drained of your strength, presence, and agility by one. Great, I don't need any of that. (laughs) (laughs) Krampus' giant hoof comes down upon Pepe Sylvia. All right. Uh fail regardless <clears throat> okay I'm gonna roll armor well that's a nice four on that turns into seven damage uh Pepe Sylvia is dead <laughs> his giant goat's hoof comes smashing down into the snow and there's just kind of a red splatter in all directions some of which hits you little Brian <laughs> my mouth what do you guys want to do? Um, little Brian, he learned to go for the Achilles. I'm gonna bite giant Krampus right in his Achilles tendon. <laughs> I think you can. Uh, I'm gonna let you auto connect for that one. So just <laughs> succeed, because he's so big. Yeah, I roll my damage. Ooh, that's a three. I'm sure he'll soak all that up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you did land one damage on him. A little tiny bit of blood manages to leak out through all that mass of fur. You really had to get in there to uh, to get out his skin. Giblet, what do you want to do? Yeah, after all this kind of played out, he's hurting. He spits out blood. <laughs> he waves off some of the blood and lard from his hand. He gets a very serious <laughs> look on his face. And this, this structure, it's a barn, right? Yeah. Cool. He's going to look up at giant Krampus, look up at the f- four wraiths that are attacking him. And he's going to run into the barn and dive into, like, a gross pile of hay uh, to hide. <laughs> okay. When you do, I think you bump into my character, who is also hidden in the gross pile of hay. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is my hide. Oh, you're dead. No, no, no. Not dead. Not dead yet. Mm, oh, then sh- Definitely not dead yet. <laughs> We are very much alive, the judge and I, the judge and I. Is there another pile of hay I can go into? <laughs> There's two piles of hay in the map. He's going to just, like, roll out of this one and into the <laughs> other one. I'm going to grab onto him and try and keep him into in this pile <laughs> no, of hay. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, come fine. stay, come stay. Roll in hay, roll in hay. Krampus kicks one hoof and tries to launch little Brian. All right, try to eat me, bitch. All right, let's see. <laughs> little Brian definitely fails. Little Brian goes hurling through the air. You must be <laughs> somewhere between 40 and 60 feet high, and uh, the ground doesn't look good below you. Any thoughts running through your head as this slow motion happens before you? As he's slowly plummeting towards the ground, he'll sl- he'll go into his sack and pull out a piece of chocolate and a piece of chalk, and he'll slowly start eating the piece of chalk instead. <laughs> <laughs> crunch, 
crunch of chalk until crunch the ground and everything goes black. Giblet, these uh, wraiths enter into the barn and they start searching all the different stalls and they're just kind of floating around um, on patrol. What do you do? Uh, he's going to hide this out until there's an opening to leave um, or until the person he's hiding with makes too much of a spectacle. And then maybe he can use that person as a distraction to also then leave. So he's biding his time. I would like to try and climb Krampus. Okay. How high can I get and still take an action? Uh, probably up to his thigh if you're a good climber because he's all furred up. You can just grab his clumps of fur. Pretty agile. Ooh, nat 20. Okay. Um, and then I have a bomb and I would like to huck it towards his face. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, 17? Okay. That's enough. I'm going to use an omen to do double damage. And it's a d10, just so you know. Uh, 6 times 2 is 12. Uh, negated as far as damage goes. This... Krampus was staring north as he kicked little Brian off into the distance. And the next thing he knows, this bomb flies up into his face and it just explodes and knocks him backwards straight into the barn. Giblet, you hear the entire barn creak against his weight and you see it start to teeter a bit. Uh, yeah, if it looks like this thing is coming down, he's going to have to... To, like book it between this dude's legs to try to get out of there. <laughs> Whose legs? Oh, the Krampus legs? Yes. Mm-hmm. Giblet, you dash through this thing's legs heading north. As soon as you get outside the barn, you bump into something that's running kind of perpendicular to you. Ow! Uh, yeah, as you look up, it is a middle-aged man. He's got a little bit of a salt and pepper beard some little wily hair and uh, you would assume basing upon his, his features that maybe he's younger than Ackroyd older than bald baby Brian maybe he's uh, Tyka Grinchington Jr <laughs> is who you've run into you're just in time <laughs> you guys both kind of topple and teeter underneath this thing's giant feet like, what's going on here? what's going on there? it seems stunned we need to get going? oh I'm uh, actually not very strong let's go little man all right, yes, let's run. Which direction? Uh, everything else is on fire, so... Uh... <laughs> you heading off the map? <laughs> yeah, we're going to go for a completely different adventure, I think. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you have a house around here? Somewhere we can lay low for, like, three to five weeks? Uh, yeah, perhaps. Got something like that. Just over there. Got the Barbie? Nope, actually, that's Australia, not New Zealand. Anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah, we can... Uh, we've got a shack up here. <laughs> We can go hide in, and uh, you won't, they won't be able to find us. I love hiding in shacks. Let's go. Yeah, I don't know how you're still alive. It's pretty... It's uh, the lard. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It sounds good. Can I take my uh, coward's jab since it's surprised, and I should be able to get surprised? 
Yeah, you they are booking it and leaving you alone with this behemoth. Good. Fuck it. Judge Napolitano said that we must slay it. 13? Not a hit. Oh, I lowered his GR. Uh, that's right. It is a hit. Okay. Then we will get six. Okay. Stab him with the short sword. Your short sword buries into his thick fur, but you don't feel it impact on anything on the inside. It's enough for him to feel it. He's going to swat you like a mosquito. All right. That's going to be a fail. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. I have one hit point, by the way. Oh, okay. Uh, Giblet and uh, Taika Grinchington Jr. You're making your way across this long wheat field towards the corn ahead of you. And from behind, you just hear this thunderous and a splurt of meat. And a Wilhelm scream. (laughs) And a Wilhelm scream. (laughs) And that is the last that you know of Krampus and the dark town in Kyrgyz. You can find our main podcast feed with all of our content by searching for Time to Die Podcast Network on your favorite podcatcher. All of our one-shots, double-shots, and trilogies are also available on their own feed, if you prefer, by searching for Time to Die Shorts. But the quickest way to locate all of our content is by visiting timetodierpg.com. Find our show on Twitter, Instagram, and Reddit using Time to Die RPG. Our Discord is discord.gg forward slash time to die rpg tim is on twitter at ida grab your gun chris aka critically accursed is at c accursed adam gumbert is at adam gumby a-d-a-m-g-u-m-b-y and he can also be found on the youtube show respawn aim fire which is at respawn aim fire on twitter and the isle of misfit rolls podcast which also has live twitch streams on Twitter, at MisfitRolls, that's R-O-L-L-S. All of these links can be found in this episode's description. Happy holidays, peeners. Stay safe out there. It's not your time to die. <laughs>